Hello and welcome. One of the primary reasons um, for recording today is is to help myself as well as hopefully helping others also over the last few days or week my mute has been very low and for those of you who've been listening for a little while you may have heard me share that I suffer with anxiety and depression and I remember last week's episode I was extremely anxious while I was recording and this week I'm in a state or there are feelings of depression quite close to the surface for me so and I find recording brings me into a state of presence so I actually planned to record a little bit earlier in the week for this specific purpose to allow me to have some space in the present moment but as things unfolded that didn't materialise. So here I am today. And one of the first things I would like to mention is that even in the most worst states of minds, There is, there is a possibility to still have some space. Because in this moment, if, if you are also feeling very challenged emotionally, if you are feeling very low, then there is something that notices that. Something is aware that you are feeling more down than the day before or you are feeling better than the day before there is something that doesn't change that that remains because often we say that we are the mind we are the emotions we are going through, these are, in, in a sense, my emotions are a part of me. But if that was the case, when the emotions pass, you would also pass with the emotion. You would also go with the emotion. But something remains. Almost like clouds in the sky. You may have suddenly an influx of really dark 
enormous clouds come in. But then those clouds pass by and suddenly the sky is clear again. That's a common analogy that I've heard quite often while listening to spiritual teachers that almost as if we are the sky we are this spaciousness and clouds may come in thoughts may come in emotions may come in but the sky still remains as a sky But in our minds, when emotions come in, we are almost dragged by the emotions. The emotion, if we are in our minds, the emotion takes over us and gives us the illusion that we are this emotion. That in this moment, I am angry. Anger may happen. Anger may come to the surface, you may act in anger, but you are not the anger. And that goes uh, for me personally with, with this episode of depression that's intensified over this last week. It's been a very small part of me that's been aware that I am aware of how dark my emotions are in this moment. I am aware that I am a lot more depressed than I was the week before. So something remains, something that's not affected by emotions, moods, feelings. And last week I mentioned some questions about about that to to begin a self-inquiry, to almost break the spell. That's not to say that all of the pain may go away, but the suffering will go away. So for me in this moment, I'm, it feels like I'm dealing with lots of life situations. And these life situations can quickly form into a huge story of why I'm unhappy in my life or why my life is not going to plan. And that's one thing to be very careful of. Because at the moment I'm, I'm dealing with many different scenarios that are quite painful, quite difficult. But I have remained in, in a, some sort of awareness not to form a story of me. Me and all of the things that have gone wrong. For example, I'm currently... Staying with family at the moment, 
where I was living before at home, there was huge conflict there and it was a space I can no longer stay. So I'm in someone else's home at the moment. And of course there, there comes challenges with that, of being completely comfortable, completely at ease being around in someone else's environment. So there's that situation there. There's a situation with one of my parents who, at the moment, there is no communication. There's huge pain in that relationship as well. That's formed over the years. At the moment, I'm trying to get financial help for my situation, and that's proving to be very painful and difficult also. And even small things are piling up in in my life situation. For instance, I've had to move doctor's surgeries and it's almost as if I have to start from scratch again. I have to almost prove that I'm unwell. I've had to demonstrate or show and for me, that's a huge challenge. It's a huge trigger because in, in the past where I've had to show someone that I'm, I'm not well with, you know, with anxiety and depression, I've had scenarios where I wasn't believed. I've mentioned in past episodes the example of almost being accused of something when you are innocent, there's almost that helpless feeling there. And for me, it was just for those feelings to come up again. It's almost uh, weakened my body in that sense. The feelings and emotions were so quick that my body instantly reacted to them. There was no time to process that, really. And it can quickly feel that everything, everything I'm trying to do to better myself, there's always I'm always being knocked down, each each along the way. And that itself is a story. The story of me. This happened. This happened. Then I had to go through this, and you wouldn't believe that this happened, and I wasn't able to, and. It all forms a huge story. And again, it's not to neglect what has happened to you in your life. But you're not wearing it as a story, meaning you are not carrying it with you every moment. Where that story is, is waiting to be told, is itching to be told. And that itself has a certain stress, tension. And the reason we have stories is because it strengthens the ego. The ego wants this pain. It wants this suffering and these stories because by you telling a story, it intensifies the little me, the ego that has a name. And this illusion that we are a mind and body, it strengthens 
especially our identification with the mind. And the more this is practiced and addressed, the more you'll catch yourself slipping into the mind ever so slightly. The mind can be very crafty. It can easily slip in. And before you know it, you are in a story or you're telling a story about your day. And the one thing the story does, it just creates more pain. Yes, sometimes it is nice to share with somebody some of the suffering you're going through. But if it's told in an egoic way, where there's someone to blame, for example, then that will simply add more pain to the story that is you. And it was quite difficult to start recording this episode today because I can feel the pain and suffering in my mind and the last thing my mind wants is to be present. And over the last week I've been almost unable to watch any spiritual videos or audios or read any spiritual books. And so recording this episode has been a huge blessing for me because it's allowed me to come into this space as well as sharing my journey and hopefully helping others in any way I can. It's also helping me to be present also. So my main idea today was to continue reading some of The Power of Now. I think it was one or... I think it was about two episodes ago. I, Or maybe it was one episode ago on New Year's Day. I think I, I did some reading of The Power of Now. And in that section I was reading about how problems are illusions... And how it's not about solving problems. It's about, Eckhart mentioned, it's about realising there are no problems. There are only life situations to deal with. So I'd like to pick up where we left off. And for those of you looking to, to buy The Power of Now or if you have a copy of it, I'm reading from page 64. So this section is, is continuing on from the previous narrative about there are no problems. I am not getting any answer because it is impossible to have a problem when your attention is fully in the now. A situation that needs to be either dealt with or accepted, yes. Why make it into a problem? Why make anything into a problem? 
isn't life challenging enough as it is? What do you need problems for? The mind unconsciously loves problems because they give you an identity of sorts. This is normal and it is insane. Problem means that you are dwelling on a situation mentally without there being a true intention or possibility of taking action now and that you are unconsciously making it part of your sense of self. You become so overwhelmed by your life situation that you lose your sense of life, of being. Or you are carrying in your mind the insane burden of a hundred things that you will or may have to do in the future instead of focusing your attention on the one thing that you can do now. When you create a problem, you create pain. All it takes is a simple choice, a simple decision. No matter what happens, I will create no more pain for myself. I will create no more problems. Although it is a simple choice, it is also very radical. You won't make that choice unless you are truly fed up with suffering, unless you have truly had enough. And you won't be able to go through with it unless you access the power of the now. If you create no more pain for yourself, then you create no more pain for others. You also no longer contaminate the beautiful earth, your inner space and the collective human psyche with the negativity of problem-making. So that's the end of that section of the power of now. So within the power of now there is a symbol, almost like an S shape. And that symbol is to, is to tell the reader that this section has come to an end and to almost encourage the reader to reflect upon what they have read. Because this book is not a book of knowledge, it's a book of experience. So it's not a book to be almost consumed in a day like a page-turning novel, it's almost pointers. So after each kind of pointer, after each section, you actually go and reflect and reflect in a conscious way. So you're not almost analysing, figuring things out, but you are almost allowing it to soak in. 
So Eckhart talked about reaching the state of not creating any more pain and not creating any more problems. Eckhart talked about when you create problems, you create pain. And he went on further to and was explained problems again. Where problems are almost something that you can't do anything about in this moment. But you bring it up and that causes suffering. And just to revisit that line that Leckhart mentions about problems, a problem means that you are dwelling on a situation mentally without there being a true intention or possibility of taking action now and that you are unconsciously making it a part of your sense of self. So to use an example of that, I have a problem at the moment where on the type of benefit I am on in order for me to get an apartment or I should rephrase that landlords at the moment are not accepting the benefit that I am on they don't tend to select those those type of people. Of course, they don't come out outright and say, you know, we don't do this, but for them, they would rather prefer working professionals. So for me, this is a problem because I'm in desperate need of, of having my own space. And also it's a part of life as well, you know, moving into your own space and almost starting your own life. So Right for me, I could, I could dwell upon that, and mentally, as Eckhart says, I could blame the landlords for, you know, how can they not accept people on on this sort of benefit? But in this moment, there is nothing I can do. In this moment, for example, you may be having breakfast, but your mind may be dwelling on that problem, as Eckhart mentions. And when he mentions you're losing your sense of self, you are losing that stillness, that peace. Because in this moment, when you are present, all there is is spaciousness and peace. No problems can exist in this moment when you are completely present. For example, if the sun is shining through a window and your curtains are open, there's no way that you can block that sun. The sun will simply shine in. But if we are if we are consumed with problems, meaning we have closed the curtains, 
that no matter what you do, peace may cannot come in because you are identified with a problem. Again, it's that example Muji uses where your fingernail can block the sun, the power of the sun. A problem, no matter how small or big, can cover up all of this peace that is already here in this moment. This peace, this silent, this true sense of self Eckhart is talking about is not something you have to get, not something you have to work and achieve. It is always here in this moment, always accessible. It just simply gets covered up by mental noise. Anything you th any thoughts that run through your mind, we can label those thoughts problems, thinking about problems, that is all mental noise. And that noise covers up the peace. So the peace never goes away, it just simply gets covered up by our thoughts. Just going to check the time. So it's already been 25 minutes, so I'm a bit wary of creating long, very long episodes. I'm sure some of you wouldn't mind that, but um, I'm a bit aware of that also. My, my last episode was quite long, so I will try and perhaps create a mix of episodes, some, some short, some long as well. But okay, so I'm going to bring this episode to an end. If you would like to support this podcast or myself, you're welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the platform you are using. And of course, you're welcome to visit my Patreon page as well. The links will be in the description. Well, thank you for joining me today. And thank you for um, kind comments that have been left with reviews and, and other, other messages also. I, I truly appreciate it. Well, I wish you well in this moment as always and I will speak to you again very soon.